Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show today. We have Kokon from the legendary band Virus. How you doing today? Uh, very well. It's, it, it, would you believe it's it's actually hot in Scotland? Is it? <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe the, the sun's shining down on us. That is, that is probably one of the first days you guys have ever seen sunshine. <laughs> probably, yeah. It is. Uh, what's the temperature there? Because it's like... Oh well, it's not. It's 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 not a huge temperature. It's like it's in the twenties. So, you know, I'm just that's curious. good for us. Is that's, it okay? That's well, good for us. Stateside with us right now, we're in a little heat wave, so everyone's feeling it. And props on your shirts, by the way. Nice shirt right there. You're uh, a probably the best night. album. Probably. It's a bit of publicity, mindless publicity for creator <laughs> Coma of Souls. It's such a good album. I mean, it is a good like, album. There's such a big, big underrated, like it's, you always say underrated a lot, but I mean, once again, it's one of those. Yeah, but again, like if I can be totally, if I can be completely honest, the, the creator of today are not the creator that they used to be. Like my favorite album is Extreme Aggression because yeah. it's, it's probably because I toured, I toured with them on that album and uh, I got to know the guys back then, but they were just mm-hmm. like fledgling artists back then and so were we when we were caught right in the headlights and we went on tour with Celtic Frost and Creator so that was quite a decent tour for us. Which album which uh, was that for, for, uh, for Celtic Frost? Um, what was it? It, it was before uh, the Glam album right? <laughs> even more, it was um, oh god was it Cold Lake? Is it Cold Lake? Yeah, I think so. It was around that time. Is it cold lake and there's like vanity? I don't remember. I, I can't think. Yeah, of it was cold head. lake. It was cold. It was cold lake. It wasn't anything special. I, I mean, Creator blew them away every gig. Right. I, I don't. I won't say that we did because you know, like that. Uh, you know, we, we were like the um, first on the bill, but you know, first on, you still get recognized. And, uh, that's a good lineup, and, though. To be on, though, it was a, historical. It historically, was it is good. And then we did we did a couple of we did we, we did a, um, a tour with the the Cro-Mags, which was good, you know. Like um, we got to meet the guys in the Cro-Mags. and I'm still couple, friends with a couple of Dougie Holland. I still speak to, and I still speak to Paris Mayhew. There's two Cro-Mags going on. There's there's Harley Flanagan's Cro-Mags and there's John right. Joseph's Cro-Mags. and like one of them is on one side of the states, and another one is on the other side of the states. And never the twain should meet. But if they do, there will be a big, massive fight because they absolutely hate each other. I hate the both of them, so <laughs> it's, it's a respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's crazy. It, it's at this point the music industry is so hard for musicians. It's the fact it that is. it's the fact that musicians at some point still have a point where you're still infighting, and I'm not judging them or anybody. That you, mm. There's enough stuff going on inside to put your energy. Like it's it's almost like it weakens the bands. Yeah, from the outside to attack them because it's easy to, to conquer and divide. It's like when a child yeah. favors a parent and gets the other parent. You know, you can kind of tear, tear it down from the inside. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the lead singer, you're the singer of the band, guitar player, you're the, you know, what I mean, it's your band. You should have the legal rights. It's your name. You know, everyone's I sorting out the like money. That, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it like that. I, I am, I am, I'm kind of like the same as Tony Dolan from uh, Venom Inc. <clears throat> except on a smaller scale because like um i i do all the merch and i do all, all, mm-hmm. all everything same with them um, i think it's um um craig and lum from him he, from heathen he, he 
he Craigan does all the the merch himself. You know, he's. I love that. I love that. It's such a. He's he's, he's very hands on. I'm hands on as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do all the merch. I, I I've done all the, I've done all the backdrops. Um, I've organised all the all the gigs because, um, well now because basically combat are no more because of the um, Ellison Ellison conspiracy. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, first off, if there's video, there's no conspiracy. <laughs> but um, okay. no, it's true. <laughs> I know it's, it's true. It's true. As far as that goes, so like, how did um, when I was a, a younger man, I, I actually had an internship briefly for Ineffect um, Combat, and yeah. uh, in, in the early '90s was you know Scatterbrain and, and Vi and all those stuff was coming out, and uh, you know, yeah, that was a fun label. I mean, Combat at that time was beautiful because it really. Yeah. I mean, trying was, to find its it's fine trying to find its legs because like it was encapsulating other sub labels and it was trying to like make things bigger, but then just it was like, really it's an interesting it was time. Trying, it was trying to boost the thrash bands on the Bay Area that weren't noticed because there was a lot and and, and and the New York scene I suppose as well and mm-hmm. and everything in between because you, you had you had they had bands on there it went down as far as Florida with death on the on on, on the label Bitchery you know these. These bands like just became huge, but I think because of combat, and oh, yeah. we got a little bit of status because we were on combat as well, and we were like the only British band at the time. I think they might have got Napalm Death, although I think they might have been still on Eric. But they uh, carried them now. They were still subsidiaries. I remember, like as an intern, like I didn't get paid. I got paid like in CDs. Mm. Who's the best in CDs and shows? I remember. I, you know, I saw like it was like obituary. Sadis and oh, yeah. Sepultura. Oh, these are like triple bills. And he's like, all these shows are like, oh yeah. Are you yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, and it was just these. It was oh, it was just like these bands were coming out at the time. And these powerful, strong sets. Everybody, everybody, and crazy, everybody was just crazy new. Time. Yeah. Crazy time, and the 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 the, the musicianship in those I, bands was absolutely incredible. Not saying that it's bad nowadays, but um, it it was just. The, the passion for, for for actually just going out there and touring and meeting the fans and not having any fucking egos or I any, think anything struggle, like that. Like for people trying to be, I'm sorry, trying to be um, original too. Because a lot of these people were like still fans of Van Halen. Hard. Like, you mean, because you can love a million types of music like I do, but they'd mm. be like, you know what? I'd be like, you know, I don't, I don't know who they were. Like, okay, so stuff a turn on Bitcher or whoever was, you know what I mean? Or, or, or Death. And then like Chuck from Death would be like, oh, you know, and they're like loving a Van Halen thing. But not being Van Halen, but being inspired by the originality, and then being original in your own genre of music, like it's it carries over in a different way. It's transient. It's not the same as ripping people off or making an uh, Instagram video or being the next star. But at the you time, I mean? who else was there? I mean, there wasn't there wasn't much else, really. I mean, the the, the bands that were getting known like Exodus, uh, Metallica, Slayer, Venom, uh, Suicidal Tennessees, you know, like Megadeth. All them, all the big names of the day, you know. Um, I was more interested than what was underneath the surface. I was listening to stuff like DRI. I was listening to like JFA. I was listening to the Circle Jerks and stuff like that. I was really into the hardcore scene in America because I thought that was like that was the 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 pivotal thing for me as going into the thrash. It helped me go into the thrash. Was listening to bands like DRI, like like uh, fear and, and, and bands yeah. like that, that pushed me into the genre. It wasn't strictly, you know, heavy metal that pushed me into it because 
I wasn't really that that much into heavy metal. Yes, I had a I had a grounding in heavy metal, but you know, with Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and that, and we and I still liked all that shit and Motorhead, and I I wouldn't be playing this shit if I didn't. But there was the other side of it because, like, in um, across the pond, I mean, the, these guys were like innovating something unbelievable, and I was never. And, I, and, and people will probably shoot me down in flames for this, but I've never been a Metallica fan. I've never really been a huge Metallica fan. After Ride the Lightning, I just thought it was overproduced bollocks. And I just, I, I couldn't listen to it. I would, I, I would, I would rather listen to something like Lars Rocket or I would mm-hmm. listen to something like Death Angel that, that, that really weren't up in the mix yet, but you, you got the import of um, the ultraviolence and thought, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, and violence and forbidden and all those bands. And we were just hearing them for the first time, you know, and like, because we, because like everybody thought that Slayer were the gods, you know, and like there was nothing else better than Slayer out there. Wrong. There is so I, think it's just, I think it was hard for me because I was actually part of the, the label. So to me, I was listening to that, like, like I was forbidden to step, like step by step was like my player oh, wow. forever or, or, um, you know, you're right. These bands you mentioned like violence, like all these bands are, are, are act three from, you know, Death Angel actually, Death Angel just spoke yeah. to them. They have a, their new stuff is still very relevant. They're still just killing it, you know. Yeah, they um, are. They are. They it, it's it, 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 it's really it's really great. But all those bands to me were so much in my front radar as it was. So to me, it felt like it was so current, you know. Yeah, we we in the UK kind of suffered because um, obviously it, because there wasn't a, a bigger area as the states. Sorry, like but the time span is always very interesting for me. And how how band? I love the fact that you're you're still band now and like. You're still true to who you were, and to your music, yeah. and how you you, you deal it back. I also think it's a kind of a European thing too. Maybe doing all your own background stuff, like building your props, doing this. It's a very hands-on thing. Where a lot of artists in America usually don't usually just just the music end and the production. And it's not a dig towards towards that either. It's almost just like it's culturally like it's more of a pick up my tools also and build everything. You know what I mean? Like, I think it is. I think it is. But I also think it's. Um, we we don't have the uh, we don't have the possibility to to be closer to record companies that the that they are in the US. They're they're, they're like next door. You could just go to a record company and walk in and say, "Here's a demo, man. Check it out. See what you think." Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't do that in the UK because the UK is pretty close minded about things about um, about signing you up on uh, record deals and stuff like that. So I. Somebody told me, "Why don't you just like start your own record label then and yeah. fuck the rest of them?" And you know, it's it's, it's quite a good idea because. Uh, but I think record companies are kind of a thing of the past these days because they're they're becoming more and more irrelevant as we go on, especially in different genres. Except for the pop world, I mean, I, well, I agree with you. I, I think you know, and what's great is most artists can start their own record label and and then they can distribute it and make better deals for themselves. And most artists are making more money now. Doing their own when you got kids of sixteen, when you got kids of sixteen, seventeen, um, making and producing and mixing and mastering records in their own in, in their own bedroom, and making a fortune out of it, you know, it's you don't need a record company for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, we've got um, our, our guitarist does all the producing. He plays he plays drums like a like 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 a pro. He plays guitar like a pro. I mean, he's he, he's he is a pro. You know, a prostitute. I mean, no. 
Like, you might, yeah, I think he's been a bit of that as well. But never mind. It's not a story. No, no judgment. So he, so like when you guys, so you guys obviously did the, the, the regular um, record label battle early on. Mm-hmm. In the late, late, late 80s, right? In, in the touring mm-hmm. and stuff. And then mm-hmm. obviously the, the the world changed commercially for music to yeah. begin with. I mean, yeah. rock bands or platinum went out the world. So clearly other working bands, it was probably, actually would be more of a struggle or the same because it really didn't matter because it was such a, a similar, it wasn't really the same audience that was, that was being steered away from you. Like, but, the change. Well, I, I, I think like um, there was, speaking from the UK, uh, I would I would say that everything got drowned out by grunge, really, because mm-hmm. everybody um, they were only a lot of people were just only willing to go out, were only willing to go out and see the big four, really, you know, right. when they right, came yeah. over, and and but it seems to be the same thing with every every time there's an American band that comes over to the UK, they tend to be treated more like kings, even though they're hardly got any status in America at all. They could have a massive status in, in the UK yeah. because any band coming from the States will be treated better than any band in the UK who plays that is not on the high the high enders list, if you know what I mean. No, like Judas Priest Judas Priest in the UK get treated like kings. You know, there's other bands here, uh, um other West uh, other less well known bands that are uh, that are still doing the rounds. And um, they they don't get a mention. They really don't. And I think it's a shame because um, back in the eighties, you know, the uh, talking about the thrash scene, it was very limited to what we could do because we had very we had very limited possibilities to get our music out there. And the only way we could do that was by joining a record label in Europe or a, or a record label in America. It was the only way you were going to get the music out there. If we hadn't joined Combat we would never have been heard of today. And and that's the saddest thing about it. Because the 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 UK just wasn't strong enough. There wasn't a, a, a strong enough record label there. There was there was Eric, but they were a fledgling uh, mm-hmm. record company. Music for Nations, they were still fledgling as well. So they were finding their feet at that time. And they were holding on to what 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 they could. You know, because um, it was either sink or swim back in those days, really. And, you know, if um, if the crowd didn't like you, and they didn't like us, and I'll be honest, the crowd didn't like us, we were too violent. We were uh, misrepresented, misrepresented. And, and I think also um, fighting with your fans doesn't do you much favours. Yeah. But, but, but we were... We were we were classed as the bad boys of thrash metal because most of our gigs ended up in fights, either with the band or with the fans. And <laughs> I I was quite responsible for quite a lot of that because I was an angry Scots young man, and people if they I I was I was so um, loyal to the band that anybody said anything about the band. I the fists came out and you know it was detrimental to what was going on there because we were getting a name for ourselves we were getting better we were getting good it probably destroyed our career in a way that the music didn't help because um I was I was working with amateurs and um I won't say any more than that we'll leave that for another day but um 
I mean, I, I, I wrote two decent albums. I think I wrote two decent albums because the first album I thought was absolute crap. It was. It, I, I I wouldn't even wipe my ass with the with the, with the with the cover. It was it was that awful. But I needed to be in a band, and I needed to show what I could do. I needed to showcase things, mm-hmm. and the only the only way I needed to do that was to join a band that was that was in the UK for a start. I could have gone to America. I could have gone to America, but I just. I chose to stay at home because I, I believed in what we were doing here was good enough. Yeah. I don't think there's, there, there was a way. I think you you did what you did. It was the right way. I mean, it, you know, the path you created, it was like like any other band, you know, if it was a certain produced album. Or, I, think or we helped, I think we helped to like to make that path. Yeah. We, were, we were part of the construction. Uh, I, I don't think we were a huge part of it, but... Um, we were certainly different because we had an image that kind of like was different from Sabat because they were all the flowery boys with the the, the medieval yeah. goblins and little fairies talking about um, like you know like uh, talking about Tolkien and, and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Whereas we were talking about ripping your fucking face off and like um, a zombie biting off your fucking head. So I mean, it was in total contrast. The, the 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 music was aggressive. We were aggressive. It didn't do us any favors. But I think now that it's come round that um, if we if we get the promotion that we that we didn't get from combat because they neglected us again. Well, I wouldn't say the first time combat neglected us because we had a lot of good people working for us. Right. They were they were pushing us. Uh, with combat who spoke to combat all the time whereas this time there just seemed to be a lack of communication with, how, long, uh, how long ago did you sign up re-sign up with combat recently two years ago and then we, well it, it it was fronted by um dave ellison um who also had emp music and um the guy he had the, um in charge of combat was tom hazard who was also the the front man for uh, um ellison and uh well, that's right didn't he just retire too yeah he's just given it all up and um, um yeah, we I, all know we all know why yeah. right yeah and, just... yeah it's a shit show it is it's wow. a real shit show but you know it's it, it's done i'm not going to say anything about it because it's none of my business but what concerned no. me was that i wanted out before that i wanted out right. before that because it's, they went you know, because it's it's his label you know um if he, he's 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 obviously got some he's got EMP to fall back on because that is that is his baby really is his main project is EMP which is Elvison music uh, product uh, but I think combat was just him getting back at the old combat for sacking Megadeth in the first place or, yeah. or just I, like, I, and I thought him I thought oh, at least at least at least a metal guy is going to have his hands in, in an old metal label and maybe you know help out some bands I, you know i don't know I, I i i i don't know if he's ever going to be anything in the music business again because of what happened but i think um you know he could have at least sold combat to somebody who like knows what the fuck they're doing and like and, and has a bit of a passion for the music and like it's like somebody who would actually push combat rather than have a, a website 
that hasn't even been touched in two years. So oh, I hate, I hate that. It's no, it's, it's disgraceful. It really is disgraceful. And when we were bringing out our album, a new album, Evolution Apocalypse, the Ellison was bringing out his album. So you know the pros yeah. and cons of that weighed more in favour of of uh, Dave Ellison's uh, solo project, and we were to take a backseat. Also, although I think personally our album's fucking ten times better, hundred times better than Ellison's solo project because it's old school crash, and that's the way I, that's the way I like it. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. But but that was. Uh, that that was my modus operandum. It was to was to get that out on combat, so that. But they never even fucking destroyed it. They didn't even destroy it on anything. They did nothing. I've done I've done everything myself. I've I, I got the presses done. They're all done. I'm selling them online on Bandcamp. You know, uh, because of COVID, I haven't been able to get out to sell them at gigs. This gig hopefully will sell a few, but. Um, you know, it's, I've, I've done all the merch myself. I've done all the promotion, most of the promotion myself. I think um, uh, Combat did a little bit of promotion, but it never got seen. Again, just like kick to the kick to the curb, so to speak. And um, what, a, what a horrible time for you to be involved with Combat between COVID and and and, yeah. and Allison. These are the worst two years, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could you could have hoped for. We, we, but we're still here. And he's not. <laughs> are you still actually affiliated? Can you break free? Is it, are you are you tied to him? Can you become your own? Well, um, I've been I've been told. I, I did ask uh, Tom Hazard for the rights back to the album because they because they were bringing the album out, and he, he quite rightly so. He, he said to me that I could have the rights back, so I now have the rights for the, for, the, for the last album. Excellent, so, congratulations. Yeah. So so yeah. Thanks, because it's. It, it, it was kind of like, uh, I think, because me and Tom are still, you know, we're still friendly. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've, I've got no, uh, I've got nothing bad to say about Tom. You know, it's like, it, it, it's not his fault. You know, he just got caught up in things, you know, and he he kind of neglected us. And I think quite a lot of the others on the, on the label, and they will probably agree with me that um, Combat just really didn't do anything. It, it, it was just basically the name. And because you were like the state is all virus back on combat. Whoa, that's good. That's interesting. Wonder what that's all about. Ah, well, looks like they're going to the states. Looks like oh, this is all going to happen. Wrong, wrong. It's never going to happen. I wonder if it was Not just a, combat. If it was just an and El- El- Ellison uh, solo show, the whole thing that he really didn't have a choice. Tom was behind the scenes. He was just trying to manage everything. It was just you know thing. I wonder how bad it was behind the scenes before this even happened. Well, I don't know, but Tom's a clever guy. Tom Tom knows his shit. He's been yeah. around. He's been around a while. He knows his shit. He knows when it's time to go. He knows when it's time to break ties with people. When he knows this is going down the tubes. Yeah, he did the best thing he could have done. You know, broke ties with the man, and before it all got ugly, and he did do that before it got ugly, because well, ironically, they did destroy combat now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he get his revenge on the, on the Megadeth album because. Uh... The label now. Well, <laughs> well, we still we still got fucking the combat logo on our fucking album. <laughs> that's 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 the thing. There's nothing we can do about that. But um, as combat, I believe now is in the process of being uh, defunct. Then uh, I don't know if we have any rights to put out as combat. But then again, who's going to stop us? Because there is no, no combat. combat. 
right? Yeah. And well, and just, I think moving forward, yeah, you just keep all your stuff and put it out and find ways to distribute it. I mean, yeah, I'm going to do the shit as long as I can. You know, like I'm, I'm going to as long as I'm physically able to, and if I stay healthy, you know, um, I can, I can keep doing this brass shit. But um, you know, I might end up playing in some fucking Chet Atkins type band. I'm starting to look a bit like C6 Steve anyway, so, <laughs> so I might get as a job you, with him. As long as you take care of yourself, that's the problem with, with the music as you get older. Certain, certain stuff is really, really hard, you know. Yeah, but you know, like I've got, I've got a very eclectic music musical taste. I mean, I, I just people, people see me like uh, because I'm in a thrash band and I'm, I'm like, a, I'm in an ancient thrash band that. Thrash is all I listen to. No, 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 no. I'll put on Django Reinhardt. I'll listen to Jerry Reed. I'll listen to all sorts of stuff, you know, like Elvis Presley. I, I listen to sometimes. Yeah. Um, I listen to Rolling Stones, which I absolutely love. The Rolling Stones, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I like funk, chic. I love chic. I think they're fantastic. Level 42. I'll listen to that yeah. stuff. And I'll listen to old punk records, you know, with, Back in the days, The Damned and all sorts of stuff like that. I'll even listen to classical music, Debussy, but Chopin. You know, so my my taste is absolutely eclectic. It always has been because I've always I've been a musician for over forty years. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm going to. It's very hard to find musicians actually. Well, that I talk to that are very much into this one little thing because, like, just like you, I listen to everything. Yeah, like literally. But I'm also very discerning. I don't like everything because it's music. You know I mean? I, but I also won't put it down because if, if you're a musician, mm. you want to play it, do your thing, man. That's cool. Not my thing. No, I can't. I just like it. But at the same time, but I will listen to almost, almost every type of music, almost every type, except for that commercial country music. Can't go there. I listen to Outlaw. I listen to Willie Nelson. Cannot listen to uh, the, the shiny country music. That's the only thing where I kind of draw my mind. I've got I've, I've got a little soft spot for Brad, for Brad Paisley. I'm sorry. Because I think he's a fantastic guitar player. Well, once again, he, it, Keith Urban's a fantastic guitar player, too. Keith Urban's an incredible player. Once again, but I, just, I but, but I, hate I don't listen to him. music. I hate I just music. right. Well, what I'm saying is I don't listen to it because yeah, I just I don't use I don't want to use it. it you're, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's the same point is just fantastic musicians. I'm just saying there's something about that mixture of those sounds sonically. I've got so much other stuff to listen to. Wouldn't you believe that one of my favorite bands is Credence? Yeah, it's Credence. I love Credence, man. I think with, with that beard right now, you look like you could be the manager. <laughs> I look like I could be a roadie for John Fogarty. <laughs> right? You, you know, talk about someone's got screwed by the industry is John Fogarty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He's got, he's, he's the, can't play his own music. He got sued by his own manager for sounding like himself. But didn't he, what? didn't he, didn't he screw his band members up? You I know, may because... have done. I did but a whole history of things, but like he literally sold his rights to the point where like when he did something else, he got sued for sounding like himself. Oh, that's, that's the most insane that's, thing. That's, oh, you're, you're you're a John Fogarty. <laughs> Can you break covers, that? John Fogarty covers band. Yeah, you're literally. Yeah, sued yeah. by your own company because of whatever went down. I mean, I've heard bands that have done stuff like they write their own songs and they'll be on YouTube or whatever because there's you know copyright to play their own song on YouTube. I think it was whatever, CBS or, or something that was su- they were they, they, they were suing him or something because yeah. he was bringing out records that uh, John Fogarty had already brought out recorded and and it was like. What are you talking about? I am John Fogarty. You know, it's, fuck it's you crazy. then. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy that the, um, 
an artist has their own personality, their own battles, but what it really comes down to is the fact that an artist can't even just sing their own song online. Like if you went online and somebody had a right to you, one of your early songs and you sang on, on, yeah. like on YouTube or something, you could get a copyright infringement or get blocked off of Facebook before singing your own song because a record label owns your rights. And I've seen, I know bands nowadays, just recently that's happened too. It'd be no. like I wrote a song, but the record label owns it. It's their biggest single and they can't even play it live on, on, on streaming. That's insane. Well, they can if they've got copyright. If they've got copyright to it, then... But usually the bigger people, it's usually the record company that has the copyright because... That's what it is. It's the record companies that have some kind of weird little hand or... Yeah, CD, CD Baby always sneaks her fingers in there too sometimes. And... Yeah, there's always a clause in the contract that says, blah, 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 if you if you record this or or you you play this live and um, you don't tell us about it, then, you know, we're, you're going to have a lawsuit on your on your arse. And I think it's these laws before social media came out too, so it's they, such a great area for them to go after you on, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, 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 that, and, and that's absolutely preposterous, you know? Um, yeah. Going after somebody who's, who's, it's his own music and he's playing his own music and they're suing him for him playing his own music, that is absolutely preposterous. Just, just go to the band camp if you like the album, have a listen. If you... If, if, if you if you like old school thrash, you really will like Evolution Apocalypse because that's what it's all about. That's what it will always be about. And um, yeah, if we get a chance to tour the States, which uh, we certainly hope we will, then um, we look forward to seeing you guys and, and come and say hello because we're all really decent guys and we have no fucking egos whatsoever. And uh, if you like, if you like what we do, then just buy the merch, t-shirts, yeah, DVDs, patches. Um, Bandcamp and can they reach you? Is it, you, you, you like a like Facebook or Instagram? They want to talk to you at all? Is there any kind of other social media that you use? That yeah, we don't. The fans want to. Yeah, it's a big shout out to uh, the, you know, like uh, Instagram. Instagram, we're on Instagram. Virus, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Instagram, virus, blah blah blah. Facebook, we've got our okay, own okay. website, which is getting kind of sorted out just now, which is www.virusthrash.com. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's getting a, a facelift at the moment. Okay. Well, uh, all the links are going to go under here, our show, and you'll send yeah. me stuff. So people are watching when stuff comes, yeah. Coco will send me stuff, and I'll put it up on the site, my media. So if there's anything new coming, also direct yeah. to wherever your new stuff coming out to, or just any dates or anything going on. Just a big shout out to my mate, Dougie Holland, from Kraut and the, and the Cro-Mags. Uh, another one is uh, Rocky George. Big shout out to Rocky George as well, and all my all my mates in in the states and all the fans. Very good. Uh, there's an evolution to coming, and it's apocalyptic. I couldn't have said better. The, the band kicks, guys. Yeah, I really can't say enough. I, I I'm not even gonna put words into it. Just listen. Just thrash it out, man. It's just it's. I guess old school is a good word. I mean, it's it's got that great. It's, it's an original sound. It's it's heartfelt. It's original. It's just it's true. It's true to what it, what he was, to what they are, to what he is now. So mm. it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for being on the show. You're very welcome, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we can do this again. Well.